And if we think about going back to what I said earlier, again, it's simple. But if we really take kind of like a self-inventory of where we're at, we could probably all find an area that we maybe struggle with at different times. So I think if that's why we go back to the reason it's simple, it's balanced, and it's applicable in any situation. Because there's going to be seasons when it's going to be hard to count your calories. And you're not, just, you're not going to want to, honestly. If we're all honest, we go through the seasons where we don't care. But if we do this, it'll at least keep us in the right realm of where we need to be and so if you think about a habit it takes time to develop right it's not just something like i, I do well this maybe once or twice a week <laughs> but if i'm not actually practicing it it's never going to become a habit and so this challenge is going to be a 21 day challenge so it's something a little bit maybe even shorter than what we've done all right guys we are going to start and kick this thing off uh thank you for coming just by being here, it shows you are committed. Uh, it, it shows a desire to learn. For me personally, I try to put as much healthy information into my brain as possible. So I'm always listening uh, to audiobooks or podcasts, the Building Better People podcast especially. Um, no, I'm reading. I love hearing people speak. I love meeting with people who have great wisdom. Uh, just because as much, it, uh, our brains are like giant computers. And if you interact with people who are healthy, if you talk to people, that's why personal training is so effective, is because when you come see us, we're always talking to you about your nutrition or exercise. We're just reminding you of what you're trying to accomplish. And so by you being here tonight, you're trying to put really good information in your brain. And so I'm already proud of you for being here. Tonight, we're gonna have a very special speaker Jordan Whitehead, who's one of our CrossFit coaches, is going to speak to you guys. Um, she does a lot of nutrition counseling and nutrition planning at Core Performance over uh, at the or Texas Central, Texas Central Texas Sports Medicine. And she sees a lot of patients that come in, and some of them are looking for weight loss. Others are looking because they have uh, metabolism issues, or some of them are, you know, I've gone there and gotten blood work, and she's helped me with figuring out some deficiencies maybe in my diet and maybe there might need to be some increase in certain nutrients. Uh, but she has a wealth of knowledge. Uh, not only does she have an undergrad degree in health kinesiology, but she's a certified personal trainer, certified CrossFit coach. And more than anything, above all those credentials, she's very passionate about health and nutrition and helping people. And so what we're gonna get tonight is her uh, kind of what she gives the plan that she helps people with over in the at her service um, we're going to do that here at the gym there's going to be a nutrition challenge associated with it but all the information you're going to hear is going to be valuable so um, don't make assumptions and if you've heard something before just think like man it's great that i'm hearing it again because i can't hear that stuff enough We'll have time for questions at the end, so I definitely want to uh, answer any questions that you have because I realize that everybody here is at a completely different place in their journey. And everybody here has probably entirely different goals when it comes to nutrition, when it comes to fitness. And so what we wanna make sure is that every single person walks out of here with a plan, walks out of here with a desire to improve and knowing how to do that. Um, if you've came to one of the seminars before, then you kind of know that there's uh, a lot of things that we talk about that maybe you didn't know before, but then some things we talk about that you, have know, you do know already. So I'm going to pass it over to Jordan. I'm going to let her take over, and then we'll Q&A towards the end of what she shares. 
guys. Um, I'm Jordan, obviously. He just laid that out. Um, it was probably way nicer than he needed to be. Uh, but yeah, like he said, I, um, I fidget when I talk, so I'm going to put that down. I'll still fidget. Um, so I'm one of the CrossFit coaches here, but I also work as the director of core performance and wellness. Um, that's where we do a lot of exercise testing, um, nutrition, overall wellness, really just trying to kind of treat your wellness and your health more naturally. Um, so like you said, we do blood work, trying to figure out root causes for everything. And obviously nutrition is key to that. And I mean, if you just read literature, there's so much information about how nutrition can prevent chronic disease, but also how chronic disease, a lot of times we can trace it back to our nutrition. Um, and so there's so many things out there. I think when you, when you think about nutrition, you can go online and there's so many conflicting information. Um, you know, I, a lot of what I get is like, is, is peanut butter bad for me? You know, and I think there's so many things that you can delve into. Um, and basically what I wanted to come and talk to you about today was almost, okay, it's the new year. We always have these, like, what do I need to get started with nutrition? Um, and really just trying to get it back down to the fundamentals. Um, I'm, I'm married to a golfer. And so as you could think, fundamentals are really important for golf. So your, your grip, your stance, all those things, you think about CrossFit, um, you know, the snatch. There's fundamentals to the snatch. Well, I think it's the same thing with nutrition. And if you kind of look at the people who get nutrition and do it well, they usually have these five things um, that are pretty consistently what they're doing. So it's going to be simple. I'm probably going to look at me like, really? Like, this is it? But if we take an actual self, in, you know, inventory of are we actually doing it? A lot of times we'll find a gap. You might be doing four out of the five. You might be doing only two out of the five. If you're doing all five, that's awesome. Keep doing it. But I think these are the things that with any nutrition program, we can kind of lay this as a foundation. Um, and kind of before we get into them, um, and if I go too fast, definitely slow me down. Um, I don't mind answering questions in the middle of it. Uh, but before we get into it, there's three reasons why I like this. Um, first off, I've already said it. It's really simple. Um, it's, it's really easy to remember. It's nothing groundbreaking. Um, if you've been here at BoomFit or College Station CrossFit, we've talked probably a lot about this, um, but something that I think we like just to brush over just because almost it is too simple. Um, secondly, uh, it's balanced. You know, I think there will be times where maybe you can get into some more, um, maybe higher carb, lower carb, high fat, low fat, whatever it is, but at the start, you know, as we're just trying to get healthy, it's, it's very balanced and it's easy to maintain um, just pretty much in any season of life. You can always kind of go back to this um, and then finally, it's, it's repeatable in any situation. Um, so whether you're out to eat, you can apply this. I mean, I'm gonna say you can actually apply this when you go out to eat or when you're eating at home cooking for yourself. Um, it's something that you can easily check off in your head. Am I hitting these five things? So I know I've got your like interest really deep. I haven't even said a word about what it is. That's good speaking. All right, here we go. Um, so I can use this again. Any questions? You don't have any, you have no idea. All right, so the first one is super, super, really simple. It's eat slowly. Oh my gosh. Eat slowly. And if we think about it, do we ever really actually sit down and eat slowly? And it's, it's funny that this is the first one. The other four will actually be about what to eat. But it's funny, I think it's, it's interesting that the first one is about how to eat. Because a lot of times, especially in our day, in our age culture, you know, we're running around from thing to thing, you know, I mean, you know, we all have families, we all have jobs, things going on, studies, and it's really hard to actually just sit down and eat. I mean, it was funny, I'm doing this talk tonight, and this morning I was in a meeting, standing up, and I ate my breakfast in like three minutes, and I'm like, oh, that's the first thing I'm talking about tonight. So that's why it's always good to take a self-inventory. So the first one, guys, 
so self-conscious about my handwriting. <coughs> so eat slowly. And so what I mean by eat slowly, um, ideally, if we could, 15 to 20 minutes a meal. And everyone's like, okay, <laughs> I'm going to get up and leave. There's no way. Uh, that's a lot because, again, we don't normally sit down for meals. Uh, 15 to 20 minutes actually enjoying your food. Um, my mom always used to say, like, did you, you know, did you taste your food? I'm sure some of y'all have heard that before, and I'd get so, so annoyed. But it's really true. Like, you just scarf it down. Um, and the reason why we say eat slowly first is because a lot of times, it, well, it takes about 20 minutes for the satiety mechanisms to kick in. So the gut to the brain, back to the gut, saying, hey, I'm full. It takes about 20 minutes. So if you think about it, you load up your, your plate with food, and you eat it in five minutes, but you probably ate all that food before your body could even tell you, hey, I'm really kind of full. And so there's actually some science behind why we're saying eat slowly. Um, and this is definitely more for people who are trying to maybe lose or maintain their weight. You know, if you're trying to gain weight, we might actually want you to eat a bit more um, and eat a little faster just because we're trying to get on. But most people, we are trying to just maintain where we're at or maybe lose some body fat. Um, so eating slowly, 15 to 20 minutes. Another thing you can jot down and raise your eyebrow at me is maybe 20 to 30 chews per bite of food. Yeah, try that one. It's infuriating. But like, no, I mean, obviously if it's like soup, you can try it. <laughs> but 20 to 30 chews per bite of food. Um, and the reason is, is again, it's just slowing yourself down, allowing you to actually taste your food. Um, I know it sounds sound weird, but enjoy your food rather than just scarfing it down. Uh, again, just trying to give your body time for those, those satiety mechanisms to kick in. Um, you know, one of the things, there's, there's a quote, it's, it's, you know, no matter the quality of food, I mean, you've always heard, you can overeat on quality food, right? And so if we're constantly just blowing and going through our meals, it's going to be really hard to kind of maintain that leanness, um, you know, especially without any self, you know, any, um, that's weird, that was like, is that from there? Um, any type of, port, of calorie control. So, 15 to 20 minutes, eat slowly. Along with that, this is kind of where it gets kind of weird and you have to do a lot of self-inspection, is eating to 80% full. And so most people are like, I don't even know what 80% full is. Uh, again, it's because a lot of times we go so fast we don't even know, you know, you hear eat to your hunger, eat your hunger cues. Well, a lot of times we go so fast we don't even know our hunger cues. And so eating about 80% full, it's eating up until you're no longer hungry. And so if you think about it, a lot of times we'll eat till we're full, and then you kind of have that, you know, that stomach, um, you just don't really want to move. Um, so there's even benefits for working out. Eating to 80% full will actually allow you to have probably better performance because you're not weighed down um, by all the extra food. So eating 15 to 20 minutes, and then trying to eat to 80% full. And so that's going to take time. And again, I like this as the first one just because this one takes a bit of practice. Um, and so it doesn't have to be 15 to 20 minutes right now because I think a lot of you would be like, there's no way I can carve out. Let's say we have three meals. I mean, that's an hour of eating. Like, where, where, there's no way that's going to happen. But maybe we, we put our fork down between each bite. You know, and that's all of a sudden maybe an extra 20 seconds. Or we set a timer and we're going to see how long it normally takes. And then the next time, it, we maybe add a minute to it. So kind of climbing yourself up there. And you may never get to 20 minutes, but just by practicing, slowing down, kind of allowing yourself to feel your hunger cues and understand your body, it will really help you just to control what we're eating. So this one, again, is mostly for if we're really trying to lose weight or maintain our weight. And if you're trying to gain weight, we'll talk after. You kind of need to just keep eating. <laughs> um, but again, most of us fall into that camp of we just kind of want to maintain or stay pretty lean.
Any questions on the first one? You're all like, this is stupid. <laughs> I don't want to eat slow. All right, second one. Any ideas? It has to do with what you eat. Brandon, can you demo it for me? Do you want me to get my jacket again? No. <laughs> It's really groundbreaking stuff. Um, protein at every meal, protein-dense food. So whether that's meat or some other protein-dense food that you have, um, we want to make sure that's at every single meal. Um, and ideally, we might need to supplement a little bit more in there, especially if we're working out a lot. But we find that a lot of times, especially maybe breakfast we don't get it in, or if we're kind of thinking about it, I'll look back a lot of times on people's food journals and you know they'll have a salad and there's no chicken on it or there's no meat. Um, and the reason we want protein at every meal is, again, especially if we're trying to maintain or lose weight, we, we're going to be in a caloric deficit. And when we're in a caloric deficit, you know, our body's going to have to get that energy from somewhere. And we want to make sure that we're not using protein or our muscles for energy. And so we want to make sure we're maintaining a protein balance. So again, having protein at every meal can kind of help maintain that protein balance. It's also going to um, helps keep you fuller longer, so that satiety thing we talked about. Um, I know my guys might know this. Every time I say this to the girls, they're like, the what? Have anybody heard of the meat sweats? Again, all the guys just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It happens every time. The reason they're called that is actually, it's actually science. I just like to label science on things. Um, whenever we eat protein, especially a lot of it, it actually takes a lot more energy, like 30% more energy to digest. So if you eat a lot of protein, you start sweating. It's your body working to digest that. So we eat protein because it fills us up and it actually even temporarily raises our metabolism. So there's some good things for that. Um, also, it's really important for just, you know, the, fr the function and structure of our hormones, enzymes. There's so many important reasons that we want protein. Um, that one in itself is so important. And if you don't eat meat, you know, we can come talk, we can figure out things, but definitely having some sort of protein-dense food. Um, and you might ask how much, you know, without getting into like the really details of grams, um, females, we usually want around a palm size of protein at each meal, so it's going to be about three to four ounces. Um, and then guys, we want two palm size. I mean, it's not fair, but two palm sizes for the guys. And what's nice about that, it is kind of relative to our bodies. Um, you know, guys tend to be a little bit taller, bigger, need a little bit more protein. Um, so protein at every meal. Third, this is really, whoa. Vegetables, everyone likes vegetables. Um, we want vegetables, again, at every meal. Um, I mean, that's, that's just minimum. We want as many vegetables as possible. And the reason is, I mean, obviously you've heard it. There's tons of nutrients in it, the micronutrients that our bodies need to function, vitamins and minerals. Also, they have phytonutrients, which are just important for kind of our normal functioning. Um, but they also are great in that they, they're high in fiber, water content, they actually fill you up, you know, especially if you have a, you know, if you've ever had a big old plate of veggies, I mean, you do get full or you get tired of eating them before you into it. So again, it's just not just for calorie control. I, I really like to work with people on making sure that we're hitting nutrient deficiencies, um, even more so than supplementing, like starting with diets and, you know, our, our vegetable and our fruit intake can be key for that. Um, and so making sure that we have vegetables and fruit, I would say if we're trying to again, lose or maintain weight, airing more on the side of more vegetables and fruit, but obviously it's definitely having some fruit as well. Um, we want those at, at, at every meal. Um, you know, I think a good um, practice would be almost half your plate in veggies. Um, you can even think about, let's say, you know, 
pizza. For some reason, that's all my head. That's the second time I've said pizza today. Um, maybe you're having pizza. We can even add vegetables to that, and that's going to at least improve the nutrient content. It might not be the best meal, but by adding that, that's going to be really important. So we want to make sure we have vegetables um, and or fruit at each meal. Four, this is where it maybe gets a little... cut off in the middle of that sentence, gets a little um, more, this is where you kind of get into a little bit more um, timing and, and dependent upon the person, um, but we want to still make sure that we do have carbs, and so if we're trying to lose or maintain weight, we really want to stick to our starchy carbs, so when I say a starchy carb, I'm thinking pastas, whole grain breads, um, whole oats, sweet potatoes, that type of thing, rice, keeping those two after workouts. Again, this is Nothing new, guys. I mean, Charlie's preaching this over and over and over, and we've talked about this, definitely the timing. Um, but in general, we definitely overeat probably on carbs. Um, I know an example, if she's listening to it, mom's going to be mad. It's like the second time she's gotten a call out. Um, but, like, I remember there was one time we went home, and there was, like, sweet potatoes and fruit and, like, a pasta of some sort. And I'm like, this is, like, the curse of being a nutrition person. I was like, carb, carb, carb. I'm like, well, I can't have all that. But the reason is, is, again, after workouts, our body actually uses those carbs to replace energy and help grow our muscle mass that we just broke down. Um, it actually helps bring in the protein into our cells. So there's a purpose for it after workouts, and I would say it's important to have those carbs after a workout. But if we're really trying to maybe lean out and, and lose fat or maintain where we're at, we're going to want to kind of limit those starchy carbs to that window. And then the rest of the day, you know, hitting those carbs with fruits and vegetables. Um, and so I think a lot of people, when you hear this, they think, oh, it's a low, low, low carb diet. It's really more of a controlled carb. It's really trying to think of, okay, I'm not depriving myself at all. I know I love sweet potatoes, but it's really better for me to have it after a workout when I know my body's going to use it instead of kind of at breakfast, lunch, dinner, I'm having a big, whether it's pasta or bread or oats or something like that. Um, now on the flip side, if we're trying to gain weight, if we're trying to build a lot of muscle, we might want to add some carbs earlier in the day. So some of my guys, you know, you might not be trying to lose weight. We want to have starchy carbs. But again, for the majority of us, we really are just trying to lean out, lose weight, or maintain where we're at. Keeping those carbs to after a workout is going to be key. Um, and we can, you know, again, dive into the amounts and the timing of it. But really just following that basic principle is going to just keep most people going in the right direction. Any question on that? Because that's only one that can get a little bit confusing of when and how and what to eat for a carb. Even if it's late at night, like we just finished working out? I would say, yeah, within that like kind of first hour or two after. Okay. And then again, keeping it to a, a good portion size. So, you know, I use the palm size for your, your protein. For, for females, thinking of like a cupped handful um, or it's like a half cup of, of cooked, you know, maybe rice or something like that. Guys, again, you get two cupped handfuls. <laughs> always makes me so mad when I tell them that. I'm like, because I want an extra serving of rice. Um, but yeah, so that's a good question. Because again, if you think about it, you're trying to replenish um, what you just did. And we want to make sure that we recover after that workout, especially going into sleep where your body's really actively going to be recovering. We don't want to go in like almost bankrupt with the nutrients we need to grow. So we definitely, again, we don't go have like a big old massive thing of pasta, but we can definitely have some of those starchy carbs after a workout. All right, last one. Any ideas? What's missing? Uh, ice cream. What? 
<laughs> Technically. <laughs> I knew that was going to come up. I'm like, I know it's not my five, and someone's going to say water. <laughs> so a variety of facts. Um, I'm really happy that we've kind of transitioned out of the low-fat craze, just because that makes no sense to me. Um, fats are really important for so many reasons in our body, um, just physiologically, um, in hormone production, um, helping us have energy. They're really actually very energy-dense, um, so we want fats. Um, they also taste really good. I mean, if you've ever think about taking the fat out of something, it usually tastes awful. And if they take the fat out, you know what they add into it. Sugar. So it's okay to have fats. And we actually really, about 30% of your diet should be fat. So now, again, we can oscillate between 20 to 40%, um, maybe even more or less, depending on your goals. But for most people, landing around the 30% is a good place to start. So 30% of your diet having fats. Um, and then when I say a variety of fats, there's three types of fats that we look at. Uh, saturated, so that's going to be like your animal fats, cheese, uh, dairy products, meats, um, coconut oil, that's another one. Um, so we want maybe a third of our diet. I know, again, that's kind of, I don't want you to have to like measure out a third, but think about a portion coming from those saturated. Um, monounsaturated is our second type of fats, and so that's going to be more of our almonds, um, trying to make, our avocados, some olive oil, that type of things falls into that. And then our polyunsaturated, our third type of fat, and that's going to be some of our, our fish oil, um, flax seeds, chia seeds, walnuts, that type of thing, Brazil nuts, they fall into that. And so you can see kind of having a spectrum, and it's not like, okay, I'm having my monounsaturated with my avocado. Good for me. It's just having a variety of fats throughout the day. <laughs> I like Brazil nuts. Yeah. Um, it's really just going to help, um, for one, again, keep you full, and then just help you kind of function optimally. And so again, we look at this guys, it's, it's really simple, right? Like it's, it's nothing groundbreaking. Um, and what I love about it is it's very balanced and I kind of like following that order. You know, you can think about it as a checklist. You know, am I sitting down for a second and not just rushing through this meal? Am I getting protein in this meal? Like is it, is it present? Um, where are my vegetables? You know, if we can hit protein and veggies, we're doing better than most of the population. Where are my carbs? You know, what, what part of the day is it? You know, do I work out in the morning? You know, I know so many people, they'll work out in the morning and they'll just go and have, a, you know, maybe some eggs after. That's a great time maybe to add in some oatmeal or a piece of whole grain toast or something just to help you recover. But maybe it's, you don't work out till 6 p.m. Then we can maybe stick to more vegetables and, and fats and proteins, that type of thing. And then finally, making sure that we have fat in our diet. Um, fat is really, really important, again, I, can't overemphasize. I can get into the really deep science stuff, but it's just important. So just eat fat. You're welcome. Um, and if we think about going back to what I said earlier, again, it's simple, but if we really take kind of like a self inventory of where we're at, we could probably all find an area that we maybe struggle with at different times. Um, I know easily, like I've already said, this one is so hard for me. It's like, I'm a nutrition coach. I know better, and it is still so hard for me to slow down. I don't think I've eaten a meal today that's been longer than 10 minutes, just being candid. And it, that happens. And so I know for me, that's an area I need to work on. Um, and it takes kind of diligent practice and being okay, not being perfect. But, you know, okay, tomorrow my goal is just to not sit in front of the TV while I eat or put the phone down while I eat, which, is, again, is really, really hard to do, especially when you're by yourself because then you just kind of stare 
off into space. <laughs> it's happened, and I literally get so bored. But again, and it's just uh, we constantly distract ourselves. You know, if we're doing that while we're eating, it's so easy to mindlessly eat, um, and it really kind of takes. I mean, I know it sounds weird again, enjoying our food, but I mean, it's, it's food is awesome. It tastes good, and we can really enjoy the flavors if we actually settle down and eat it. Um, but again, finding one of these five things, like, do you have protein at every meal? Because if not, we might be in a negative protein balance, and it's going to be really hard to maintain our muscle mass, to maintain that leanness if we're, if we're not getting enough protein in our diet. Um, so any questions on these five things before we kind of get into the challenge? Yes, sir. Um, what about like the timing of your fast, or is that something that's not super important? I would say that's getting deeper down a road that we don't quite have to go. Now, we'll say one thing about it. Um, if you think, I know Charlie's talked about this. If we're having a high carb, what do we kind of want to inversely do with it? We want lower fat. So if we're having a high carb meal, we're probably going to have a little less fat. So you can think about when this might happen after a workout. Um, usually after workout, we don't want as much fat because it slows down. <laughs> You're happy with that. It slows down our digestion, and sometimes we actually want to get those nutrients to kind of the cells quicker. Um, but again, later outside of those windows, we could have more fat. We might want less carbs, and our carbs can be made up of vegetables, maybe some fruit, um, but maybe not the starchy carbs. So that, that's a good question. But other than that, getting into a real deep timing, you know, I talk a lot about... I think in nutrition we start to major in the minor um, where we get so deep and so like what about this this and that and I think there's a time and place for it but the reason why I love this and this is kind of what I teach most of my clients just first we might get into macro counting we might get into that but if we don't have these five things we're not going to have a balanced diet we're not going to be addressing nutrient deficiencies we might not even be we might just continue to overeat we might be eating a lot of good stuff but we're still overeating on that amount and so you know, one of the quotes that we throw out a lot that I think we just love here at College Station CrossFit is the Ben Bergeron, Bergeron uh, quote of, um, eat real food, not too much, mostly plants. And you can see that, I mean, that's pretty much what this is, right? Now, again, if you're trying to gain weight, if you're trying to put on that muscle mass, we want to make sure we eat enough. And so, again, that's when we get a little bit more detailed of stuff. Um, but in general, it's, it's very simple. And that's what I always, my kind of goal with nutrition is bringing it back to the basics and saying, you know what, wipe the slate clean of all these other things. Can we do these five things? And if we can, that's laying that foundation that's going to allow us to build. So if you think about, again, going back to CrossFit, you know, if, if we, you know, we jump into a snatch and we don't have all the basics, it's going to be really hard to progress weight as, that, you know, as it gets harder. I found that out myself. You know, I just kind of threw myself into it initially with CrossFit. Now I'm having to go back three years later and relearn the basics. And it's frustrating if I would just learn this early on. So I think the same thing with nutrition. We try to just get, you know, deep down, I'm not going to have a single slice of pizza, reason that's in my head, slice of pizza ever again. But if we kind of just follow this, there's, there's potentially room for that occasionally. But this is a solid baseline foundation kind of for nutrition. Any other questions? So what about types of meals to like fuel for a workout or for a long run or something like that? Yeah, I think um, depending on the workout, um, again, that's kind of getting some, some deeper stuff, but having carbs, like if it's going to be a long workout, something mm -hmm. with carbs and protein beforehand is going to be good. Again, probably minimizing the fat sure. in that time as well, because we want those nutrients readily available to be used. Um, so if let's say you're, you know, I know Charlie, I think in the last nutrition seminar kind of went into some pre and post workout nutrition. 
but you know, 90 minutes or however, like I can eat. I'm one of those weird people that like 10 minutes up until I work out, I'm good. And, and it's obviously not like crazy, but I can eat right before. But in general, like 60 to 90 minutes beforehand, getting something with carbs and protein in it, um, just to fuel. And then if you're during the workout, you can maybe even sip on like a carb protein mix just to kind of help sustain your energy. And it just depends on the workout. Like um, the one last Friday, if anyone did the CrossFit workout, it was that long 35 minute chipper that crushed everybody's soul. Maybe that might be something to make sure you have a good pre-workout, maybe something during, but sometimes you do these four minute wads. I don't know where you're gonna have time to do that. So does that answer your question? I would say just a combination, and you're going to have to kind of figure out yourself. You know, I think um, a good start could be 30 grams carbs, 15 grams protein just to start, but then you might need more or less depending on the person. Um, good question. Anybody else? I know. Did you purposefully not talk about calories and then you just didn't talk about, like, amounts of food? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think, again, that's – we. Yeah, if we can follow this, I mean, you think about calories, right? Especially if we're, again, trying to lose weight. If we follow this, it's going to control that for us. And that's why I like it as the first one. What'd you say? We think about it. It's like we just so quickly overeat. And the reason why we kind of have to train ourselves is because our bodies are smart. It's going to tell us when we need food. Um, again, especially, I, I know I keep saying it is for if you're maintaining or losing, because if you're trying to put on weight, you might just have to ignore it and keep going. But for the rest of us, like learning to understand our hunger cues, I think a lot of times we just eat and we don't even need the food. But ideally, you know, we can get this hopefully every three to four hours is a good kind of goal for each meal to get us down the road. Four hours is starting to push it. Like, but if, if we're, if we're hour three, and we are still stuffed, then we know we might have eaten a little too much, maybe we ate too fast. If we're at hour one and we're like angry at the world, I'm gonna punch a hole in the wall, we might need to eat a little bit more. So again, that's again, it's just learning, but the reason I didn't really wanna get into calories, didn't really wanna get into to macros or food timing and all that kind of stuff, besides the carbs, is because again, that's, if we don't even have this down, it's gonna be really hard to have success, and honestly, you know, personally, I'm not working out much right now. I hurt my knee, and I'm, my food intake has had to change, and it's actually made me kind of reassess where I'm at. So I'm at a different season where I'm not tracking as many macros. I had to drop my calorie intake by a lot. And so instead of, like, being meticulous about it, I was like, okay, this season of life has changed. I don't have the mental capacity to track my macros, but I can apply this and still eat well, still kind of control what I'm doing. So I think it's, that's why we go back to the reason it's simple, it's balanced, and it's applicable in any situation because there's going to be seasons when it's going to be hard to count your calories. And you're not, not going to want to, honestly. If, if we're all honest, we go through those seasons where we don't care. But if we do this, it'll at least keep us in the right kind of realm of where we need to be, and then we can always branch off again. See, now you want to know the challenge. So you have no idea what this challenge is going to be. Sorry, it's good. I have to look at my notes, though. So for the challenge, what we're going to do... Charlie, do you have anything to add before I jump into that? I'm going to come up yeah. after you go to the challenge. So the challenge, guys, it's going to be a little different than what we normally do for a nutrition challenge. Again, because we really wanted to practice. These are all habits. And so if you think about a habit, it takes time to develop, right? 
It's not just something like, I, I do well this maybe once or twice a week, <laughs> but if I'm not actually practicing it, it's never going to become a habit. And so this challenge, it's going to be a 21-day challenge, so it's something a little bit maybe even shorter than what we've done, but because it, you kind of see the science about 21 days to, to build a habit, uh, break and build a habit. So 21 days is just three weeks, um, and what I want us to do is everyone find one of these five things that we want to work on and focus on. And, and kind of keeping it to one thing. You can still apply all five. Like, don't say, okay, I'm just going to have protein. <laughs> I'm only doing one of them, so I'm going to eat it really fast, and that's all I'm going to eat. <laughs> but definitely applying all of it, but really maybe honing in on one. So, again, like myself, I, I really want to work on slowing down eating my food. Um, that, that's mine. And, you know, it might be, you know what, I eat carbs at every single meal a day. And it's going to make me really angry, but I'm going to try and kind of control that a little bit better. Or, you know what, I don't even eat any fat. Maybe I need to add some fats into my diet. So what we're going to do is we're going to pick one of the five and kind of make that your goal for 21 days to develop this habit. And then after the 21 days, if you want to hit another one, that's awesome. Because if by the end of the year we can look back and say, I have all five of these down, we've made a lot of really good strides in our nutrition. So picking one of these five, if we have them all, maybe pick one to even work on even more and hone in. Um, but what we're going to do to kind of help add the accountability piece, we want you to find a partner. Um, maybe they're not here, that's fine. But find a partner. You can have the same goal or you can have a different one. But kind of you're going to keep each other accountable with it. And so along with that, it's going to be a little different. Again, we've talked a lot about self-evaluation, kind of introspection. What we want you to do, we've done food journals in the past. It was a weird way to say journal. Food journals in the past. Ash caught it. <laughs> he laughed at me. Um, <laughs> We want you to do a kind of five to ten minute journal on your habit. So not necessarily writing down your food intake, but how am I doing on your habit? So the things to think about is how do you feel about it that day? Um, how did you do yesterday? And what are some steps I can take to improve that? So again, it's kind of weird to get into that like self, but it really helps just to slow yourself down and, and actually be like, you know what? I didn't do well at this today. Or hey, I did really great and I'm going to do this again tomorrow. Um, in, in those journals, what we'd like you to do with your partner is just kind of once a week, share it with each other, um, kind of share, encourage each other. Because again, this can be, again, it's simple, yet it is so hard at times to do because life gets busy. And again, it's a habit that we have to develop. So keeping each other accountable is big. Um, and then finally, if that we're going to lay it all out so you don't have to remember everything. We want you to uh, get with your partner and work out just three times. So once each week. So it's nothing crazy. It's work out with your partner uh, once a week, journal daily if we can, and share that journal with each other. And at the end of the time, um, at the end of the 21 days, what we want is to go on Facebook and we'd like you to kind of recap what you learned, what you experienced from that, and share it on Facebook. So people who maybe aren't participating can kind of see and be encouraged by that. Maybe people who just, you know, because the weird way Facebook worked. You know, my mom likes something and someone else likes it and they don't even know each other but it's popping up everywhere on Facebook. Someone else might see it. Um, so it can be a really cool way just to kind of encourage people to bring it back to the basics um, and, and not make this like massive thing of I have to change everything I'm doing with nutrition. So I think every one of us can probably be like, I can do that. I, I can work on that. That's easy. Thank you for tuning in today. Don't forget to subscribe to the Building Better People podcast where you will hear more stories of individuals being positively impacted by living a healthy lifestyle.